same old story. Boy finds girl, boy loses girl, girl finds boy. Boy forgets girl, boy remembers girl. And girl dies in a tragic blimp accident over the Orange Bowl on New Year's Day. Good year? No, the worst. Welcome everyone to My Bleeding Ears Podcast. This is episode number 84. And it is fucking hot today. It's so <laughs> hot today. Jeez, was it supposed to hit like 90 something? It was 90 something it's today. It's 96 degrees outside right now. In Chicago. In Chicago. Mm, this, there really hasn't been too much of a summer until the last couple weeks. Otherwise it's been like 50s, 60s, 70s. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it just hit us. Uh, and then you, of course, are always like, oh, God, I wish it was colder out, you know. And, yeah. But, uh, and I do feel that way. I'm not, hot weather is okay. You know, it's, I, I'm, I'm a, a 70 degrees kind of guy. Me too. I think everybody is, mostly. Pretty much. Yeah. Except people who live in, like, Florida. Because if that was true, then why They'd do they freezing. live there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Oh, it's so hot. But I just keep thinking like february was a nightmare february was a nightmare i don't want to go back there this is fine i can live with this but i was i I should burn everything i was wearing today (laughs) (laughs) well speaking of real sunny days we checked out midsummer uh, over the week not even the weekend we went and saw it on uh the fourth of july actually we did a 9.30 in the morning show. I don't believe I've ever been to a movie so early before. No. Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Not The Last Jedi. The, the Force Awakens. That was like 10, I think. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. But this is absolutely the earliest, if I don't include the marathons of uh, like the movies, like the horror marathons we right. go on and come back at like 8 in the morning to check out a movie. But yeah. yeah. Other than that, no. This is... It was early, so I was like, okay, it's nice and early, we're going to see Midsummer. it's kind of, you know, an artsy-like film, you know, so I'm thinking, there will be barely anyone in there, and there was a good amount of people, there was about 20 at least. There were, I mean, it was a national holiday, so okay, I can yeah. see why there'd be some people at the movies. This movie, it surprised yeah, me that exactly. there were so many seeing this one at 9.30 in the morning. I would think maybe Spider-Man. Floor. Yeah. Had people would come see really early. But right. Not, not Midsummer, a horror movie. <laughs> Which is the next offering from Ari Aster, who brought us Hereditary. Correct, yes. yes. So yeah, I was looking forward to this film because I thought Hereditary was awesome. And uh, I've only seen it once, which is... Which needs to change. I need to check out Hereditary yeah. again just so I can see all the shit in the background that I missed. Whenever you want to watch it again, you let me know. Okay, will do. Yeah. Uh, but this one is his follow-up, and it's really good, too. Uh, not anything really like Hereditary. No. Um, maybe some of the same themes, but themes, but not the same kind of film. I'd uh, say, yeah, it's about... They're both about... Family. family. <laughs> <laughs> At their very core. <laughs> their, yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this was a good movie. There was a great cast in there in here. Uh, Florence Pugh, who plays the main character, is, is great in this movie. Yes. Uh, her boyfriend in this movie is really good, too. I think, uh, uh, what's his name? Jack Rayner. Yeah, he's uh, like a more handsome Steve Zahn. Every time I say that, I feel bad. Because Steve Zahn, I think you're very handsome. Do you think he's more handsomer? (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, this uh, I don't want to talk too much about this film because it just came out and I'm sure a lot of people uh, don't want to have anything spoiled, so we won't. But what I will say is that this movie is very bright, very colorful, mm-hmm. and it's. Fr- I will say, after seeing Hereditary, I was kind of bracing myself for them, yes. so they weren't as. I mean, they didn't affect me as much as uh, other people because mm-hmm. I, I knew what I was getting into, and I think a lot of people didn't know what they were getting into when right. they saw this movie. They're all shocked by certain things that happened because they didn't really pan away too much from when it happens. Uh, so yeah, it can be pretty shocking. Of, because the shocking moments are so 
quiet and yes. oddly beautiful. Yes. Yeah. There's no jump scares. There's no um, music cues, really. Right. So exactly. It, it's. It, but yeah, I think everyone who likes horror movies should see this. And I know this is going to split people again. Um, I haven't I read. Are people liking it or no? I, I really haven't read too much about it either, but I can just imagine people yeah. um, who saw Hereditary or any of these kind of art house kind of horror movies where they seem like they're very slow moving and nothing's happening and it takes a while. But, I mean, that's just tension and, and people want things now, 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 every five yeah. minutes, every ten minutes, we need something. And these movies aren't like that. You're, you're going to get something if you... To it. You, yes. I was pretty invested in all of these characters, really, right, in, yeah. in uh, one way or another. Right, right. Uh, so, yeah, definitely, this is definitely a check out. Yes. For anyone, really. It's, it, if you're not into horror movies, I think you might like this movie, too. Uh, it's quite violent, though, if you're not into horror movies, just yeah. so you know. It's... It's sure. world. <laughs> Definitely, but. At least this happens in what fucking Sweden, so. Sweden, yeah. So. We thought everything right happened in Sweden. <laughs> um, but yeah, I gave it an A minus and only because it's two hours and 25 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> that was hard for me because I loved it. I don't know what I would cut out of it. I think I yeah. liked it more than Hereditary. I think so. I, yeah. I think I need to be, see both of them again. Yeah. And, you know, make my decision on which one I like more, but um, yeah, this is. It's weird that this movie came out at the time it did um, in the summer. Right. This is, doesn't seem like a summer movie, even though the name of the movie is Midsummer. No. And it's bright and everything. And it's not a movie you think you would see. This is a movie I, I probably figure would be le- released in October or maybe February. But I don't see it as a summer movie. And it did okay at the box office okay. and for what it is and for not being a huge mainstream movie or have it's not a sequel or a remake or a superhero film so it's not gonna make as much money as you as True. it should right and i think this movie should make a lot of money and, I agree. and it's gonna make back its budget and everything and there's gonna be lots of praise for the movie and i'm sure come award season it'll get passed over uh, ari aster will get passed over again yeah but hey that's just how horrible Hollywood is. <laughs> yeah, I don't expect us to get nominated for anything. Yeah. Do you want to talk about our movie-going experience? Yeah, absolutely. I was going to get into that. <laughs> and, and I did mention, you know, this is a 930 movie. So I would think that fans would come and see this movie and be in, just in, taken in by this film. Because... Seriously, like, who goes to the movie at 9.30 in the morning? <laughs> yeah. Who goes to this movie at 9.30 yeah, in the right. morning? <laughs> so, like I said, there was about, about 20 people there. And throughout the movie, I kept hearing talking. And it was to the left of me, probably about eight chairs down. Yeah. Talking, talking. And I can just hear it. I don't even hear what they're saying. But, I could. <laughs> and at this point in time, too, it's really early. And I'm just, I'm not, I'm not. I'm a pretty happy person in the morning, and you hate that about me. Well, like when I have to go to work, if we're going to go do something fun, yeah, but when you're like whistling in the shower when I have to work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so some of the things that she was saying, she was with her, I'm guessing, husband. Uh-huh. Um, that was, I would put them in their 50s. That's what they I would guess. They were in their 50s? That's what I would guess. Wow, yeah. I thought they were like in their 20s. Oh, no, no, no. This was an older couple. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. I'm assuming, yeah, I would say 50s. She went to the bathroom. She left like twice. And the second time she came back, she actually turned to him and said, what did I miss? <laughs> and he actually started to explain to her what she missed. <laughs> and that's when I shushed them. Yes. And I really, like, you have to do it a few times before I shush you. Right. I'll let yeah. it go. It takes a while. Yeah. Right? And then, what, finally someone that was sitting somewhat in front of them had to shush him, too? Yeah. So, can I, I'm, yeah. do you want to you, know, you finished the story, actually. <laughs> I heard everything she said. Um, so, Larry's breaking point. Um, I forget exactly what was happening, but it was a really intense scene. And she turns to him, and she says... Right before she says it, the guy... I mean, she's talking, like, Uh just constantly. Right before she says what I'm about to tell you, she says, a guy in front of her turned around and shushed her. And then she goes, how long is this movie? 
And at that point, I thought, you snapped. <laughs> out loud, like loudly, you said, shut up. <laughs> and she was absolutely stunned, and she shut up for the rest yeah. of the movie. And I felt some glaring eyes on me. I don't yeah. give a fuck, dude. I don't dude. care either. Come at me. Yeah, I'll, yeah, exactly. I'll throw your 20 or 50-year-old ass down the stairs. I don't I'm, care. I'm late 30s white girl. I will <laughs> get the manager. <laughs> But it turns out you didn't hear she said, how long is this movie? No, I just kept hearing talking. talking. It was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, why are you taken in by this? I am. Yeah. And you're distracting me. The theater was silent. And the yes. movie is quiet. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah. I mean, you stunned her into silence. Yeah. Well yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. I'm just waiting for that one day for people, for someone to totally fuck with me that way. If it's a couple, you know. And I, I think I told you what I was going to do when this happens. It's, it's if, if this situation ever happens again. If it's like a woman who keeps talking and she's with like a guy or something mm-hmm. and she won't shut up. I'm just going to go to the guy. I'm like, either you shut her up or I'm going to throw you down these fucking stairs. I don't think you have ever said that to me before. Um, gender reversal, same thing, I hope? Uh, well, if you were to say, to, uh, what do you mean? Why don't reversal. you just tell the person who's talking to shut up? Why well, does it have I have to be done a, that. Her boyfriend who has some sort of control over her to get her to be well, quiet, which I, he clearly doesn't. Well, seeing as we're going along with this conversation, we've already asked her many of times to shut up, and since she won't shut up, I'll ask the person next to her to shut her up, or I'm going to shut that person up. I really don't do that around me, please. Okay. Well, just I'll say t- shut up loudly, and she did. Yeah, Yeah, she did. Well, I'm not going to throw any woman down the stairs, but I will <laughs> I throw the, fuck, the fucking guy with her. <laughs> Because he can't control his woman? No, it's just mm-hmm. because he can't control the person he's with. It doesn't matter if it's a woman or not. And if it was another guy... Well, I guess it does matter if it's a woman, because I wouldn't hit a woman, nor would I throw her down the stairs. Right. And so? I don't think that we're seeing eye to eye. I don't think we're going to agree on this yeah. subject. I don't so. want the podcast to be too long. <laughs> <laughs> like Midsummer was a little long. <laughs> So, Jessalyn says, don't throw people down the stairs. I say do it. No, I say don't address the person that the woman is with like they have some sort of control, which they clearly don't, over what that woman is saying or doing in the movie theater. Uh, Still not registering. I'm sorry. No, it's too bad. I'm making a really good point. So am I. Moving on. Spider-Man, Far From Home. We saw that afterward. Yes. And, um... That was a good movie, too. I enjoy Spider-Man. He's my favorite superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, I like these new Spider-Man movies because they're just not going to keep replaying the same villains he's going to fight over and over again. Like, he's not fighting the Green Goblin right. for the third time or fourth time. Yeah. Now he's fighting these new characters. Like, the last movie had Vulture. This movie has Mysterio. Uh, last movie, too, he had Shocker in there. So, they're thankfully, they're bringing in all these different characters. Um... So, uh, I, I really like that. And there's so many different characters you can put. There's so many different villains from Spider-Man. So that, many, yeah. Ooh. Including Deadpool, kind of, in the Ultimate Universe. Yeah. He? Yeah, like, he was never one of his main villains, though. I will go to that movie. <laughs> I, I would see a Spider-Man Deadpool movie. Yeah, of course <laughs> I would. But, um... But yeah, lots of villains. You're right. Right. But yeah, this one was a good movie. It was, um, you know, supposedly uh, you know, uh, right after the last Avengers movie where everyone came back and Peter Parker's still a teenager. And they go on a class trip to uh, Europe where mm-hmm. Mysterio is and all these things are happening and Nick Fury and all Colby Spalters and everything. And end scene credits and after end scene credits, just put it in the fucking movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this time I got mad about the end scene credits. (laughs) Put it in the movie. The end scene credits were really important. They changed the entire movie. Yeah. But you didn't put it in your movie. You put it at the very end. Right. Rant over. (laughs) Go see Spider-Man. Go see Spider-Man. We'll talk about it too much because... I don't want to ruin anything. I think Spider-Man 2 is still my favorite Spider-Man movie. Yeah, same here. But I'm pretty sure Tom Holland is my favorite Spider-Man. He is mine too, yeah. I think he is the best Spider-Man also. He's the one that seems the most most youthful, the funniest one. Yeah. The most... uh, Vulnerable one. Vulnerable too. Yeah. Right, yeah. So I, I agree with that and... He is the best one so far. Yeah. So 
Uh, I can't say that I was really surprised by him because I really didn't know who Tom Holland was before prior right. to Spider Man. But yeah, I think he's probably the perfect Spider Man right now. So yeah. Far. Well, nobody really. He did Broadway, and then what? He was like eighteen in Civil War, wasn't he, or younger than that? Maybe. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> <laughs> but Spider Man, check it out. Yes. Uh, next film is part of the Into the Dark series. It is called Culture Shock. It, it's, a, it's a thriller that follows a young Mexican woman in pursuit of the American dream who crosses illegally into the United States only to find herself in an American nightmare. Uh, you like these uh, um, Into the Dark uh, movies. Yeah, most uh, of them I do. I think they're pretty good. A couple, there's one stinker that I couldn't finish, one that I kind of rolled my eyes at, but yeah. I still haven't seen the Christmas one. I feel like I have to watch a Christmas movie at Christmas. <laughs> but yeah. We didn't talk about this one at all, really. No, we didn't. We didn't. We were supposed to see this at the Cinepocalypse mm-hmm. Film Festival. We were like, you know, we're going to see it pretty soon, so we're tired and we're going to go home. And yeah. Then, yeah, but I believe the director was there that night, which would have been cool. Yeah, that would have been. Uh, Gigi Saul Guerrero. And uh, it was a pretty cool film. And... It was pretty much what I just said about uh, uh, this woman crossing into the United States is captured at the border, and her and the people she was uh, crossing the border with are are put into like the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, I don't spoil it anymore. I'll just she wakes up in like this. Bioshock Infinite world. Right. Everything's brightly colored, and she's wearing this, like, green dress, and... She was pregnant, but now she's not pregnant anymore. Yeah, now she's not pregnant anymore. Barbara Crampton's there, and she looks deliriously happy. Right. (laughs) scary when Barbara Crampton does that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I liked it, too. Not my favorite of the series. No, it's not. But, But, uh, it's on Hulu. If you have Hulu, check it out. Mm -hmm. Check out a few more of those movies, uh... The few I saw were pretty good so far. None of them have really been huge, you know, and be like, oh my god, you gotta see this. But they've been really pretty passable and and not bad. Yeah, I yeah. I enjoyed them. I enjoyed my time watching them. But uh, as far as I can see right now, I don't really see myself going back and watching them over again. There's only one I can think of that I'll watch over again, and I forget what it's called. It's not the April Fool's one, it's the New Year's Eve one, and you haven't watched that one. I watched that one alone. What's that one about? Uh, it's about a group of girlfriends who get together on... Boring! <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really good. That's the, the standout for me, except I can't remember what the hell it's called. <laughs> so keep, keep going. I'm going to tell you what it's called. Well, no, I'm pretty much about done with this movie. I was going to move on to the next no, one. No, I know. Go I ahead. <laughs> I haven't seen this movie, so how can I go oh, ahead with it? it? Okay. All right, well, here's a movie I didn't see. It's called Annabelle Comes Home. And I didn't see this movie because um, it's from this movie critic I like, and he was like, this movie's just a bunch of jump scares, and... He was mad. He was pretty pissed (laughs) off about it, and I would be too. If I loved horror and I was, I had to watch these movies all the time to to criticize them, and go on the internet and, and try and seem like... I don't know, a real movie critic. He is a real movie critic. I'll give it to him. He is. Yeah. He's a really good one, too. Me, I am i can't really consider myself a movie critic all that much, other than maybe a, a, just a, a movie watcher, and then I, I comment on you it. comment so, on them. <laughs> that's, that's about it. My criticisms... But seriously, though, who gives a shit about what people say about movies? Yeah, it's really. all subjective. Exactly. Whatever you think is what you think. Like, who gives a shit about what I say about yeah. them? Unless you listen to me, like, cool, awesome, thank you for listening. Right. <laughs> if we have movies in common, then you might agree with us. Yeah. Who knows? If not, fuck off. <laughs> but your guy is usually Chris Stuckman. Yep. He's usually, he is pretty patient, even if he didn't like the movie. Right. He's pretty patient about it, but he had had it up to here <laughs> with the Annabelle movies. <laughs> no, just with, like, the whole jump scare... Yes. Loud mm-hmm. music bullshit that keeps happening through these movies. Yeah. You saw it. I didn't. Right. Tell me. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Now, it didn't piss me off. I used the words uh, lazy mm-hmm. and unoriginal. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's pretty predictable, the jump scares. What your guy said was that his wife, and I do this too, would cover her ears when she knew a jump scare was coming because it's not that you're scared, it's that it's a loud noise and it's embarrassing to jump in front of people. And she's, he said that he, you can predict every single time that jump scare is going to come. And you absolutely can. And I feel like the story could have had a little more, it had some potential, it could have had some real substance to it. Um, uh, their daughter, who played by McKenna Grace, is also a medium. She also sees dead people, and she's only 10, so she's trying to reconcile that and for it to not scare her. And I feel like you can really do stuff with that. You could make a masterpiece of a horror movie out of that. 20 years ago, it happened. I'm talking about the Sixth, sixth Sense. sense yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kind of I kind of figured that out when you said see dead people, so. Right. <laughs> Spoilers, everybody. Bruce Willis was dead the whole no time. No way. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I hope that makes people mad, like, 20 years later that I spoiled that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so, too. So, it didn't make me angry. It was fine. But after watching something like Midsummer, where I was kind of squirming and cringing and genuinely creeped, Annabelle Comes Home doesn't really do that for no. you. Yeah. So, C. No. It's fine. I haven't seen it, so I won't give it a grade, but I, I just really don't care. Yeah. I really don't. You did. I mean, you probably could have gone with me, and you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Annabelle. <laughs> uh, and, and it seems like they totally wasted, like, uh, Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga. Oh, they're barely in it. They're barely in this yeah. movie. Yeah, they're not even in the poster, right? Yeah, I think they might be, but they're barely yeah. in it. In the background, kind of. Well, because the whole point is they go away to fight demons and leave their daughter with the babysitter and the babysitter's friend. Then they all can check out all their demonic fucking toys and all that stuff. Yeah, spoilers, they get into the room full of demonic toys. Shit. Well, the friend does. The friend kind of ruins everything. So most of the movie takes place in the house. And there are some creepy moments. And there are some jumps. I'm not going to say there aren't, but... There's not much substance to it. No, no. And I didn't even really have that much fun. Well, shit, then, hell, why did you give it a C then? No fun? I don't know. Being nice. Because it was fine. (laughs) (laughs) C. It was your average student. (laughs) Which movie do you think was better? Uh, Annabelle or, or Arena? How would I even compare those two? <laughs> Which did you like more? Oh, well, Annabelle. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you just pissed no, all over that movie. They're so different. How can I compare those two? There's no comparison, you know? It's just that, like, what do you like more? That's not the one that I shit on all the time. It's, what's the mute, mutant? Mutants. Yeah, that movie's horrible. Yeah, terrible. So I like Annabelle more than that movie, for sure. <laughs> Well, let's talk about something good. A uh, new series that, well, a new season to a series that came out mm-hmm. uh, on Netflix. Even though you have it labeled here for Hulu. Oh, whoops! Uh, <laughs> I messed up copy and paste there. Uh, Stranger <laughs> Things season three. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a pretty good season. I liked it. There's a lot more um, friend interaction that's put on screen a bit more. I think they split the group up a bit. And this movie, kind of, uh, this season reminded me a lot of Goonies. Yeah. Even more than other seasons, because they 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 split up their chunk character, which is um, what's his face, uh, Dustin, mm-hmm. uh, with some other people, and all the other kids go and do their thing. So it kind of reminded me of that. And then yeah, there's a lot of winks in here and '80s nods and. Um, one cool part of the beginning of the, of the season is the um, they go to a movie theater and they get uh, to see a sneak preview of Day of the Dead. So mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool because yeah. I remember right around that time I saw that movie. It wasn't in a theater, but I could just put myself in that time then that happened. I think I saw that movie in like 88 okay. or 87. It must have been 87. And oh yeah, that movie scared the shit out of me. So to see it on the screen and think back to my time in the '80s when that happens, it's a cool reminder of of these directors and producers, uh, the creators of the show, the Duffer Brothers, 
Um, it's cool to really have these kind of guys who are my age or maybe a little older now who are now putting all this shit out that I love and they're doing it their way and it just so happens that their way was also kind of the way back it was it was back in the 80s and 90s and how they did movies mm-hmm. and cutting out all the crappy parts of those movies and just bringing all the good stuff into them so I can really appreciate these new directors and producers and filmmakers and creators all coming in here from my generation now doing all these things making me happy so um keep up the good work of course you know yeah. uh, it's always cool to see nice younger talent finally getting their chance and, and proving that these kind of movies and tv shows are really good and they're good film and, and they're enjoyable and they're not just you just don't turn the page you know after watching them or um, they're relegated to uh, children or horror movie enthusiasts. Like the the Stranger Things brought in so many people from all different parts oh, yeah. of life. Or mm-hmm. there are people who I'd never think would ever watch a show like this watch this show. Mm-hmm. So I think that's pretty cool um, that that all these people are, are coming together to watch a cool show like this and reminiscing about the past. Yeah. Honestly, I can't decide if I thought this season was a little weak or if Jim, Hopper, and Mike were such jackasses. Uh, Hopper kind of threw out. Yeah. And Mike definitely at the beginning, and then he gets better. That was really distracting for me. The fact that Billy was back in this season at all, (laughs) any amount of time, (laughs) irritated me. And I think that sort of put a cloud over this season for me. Really? Yeah. I, I liked all of that, what you just said. I liked how Hopper was, wasn't likable. I liked how Mike wasn't likable for, for part of the season. And for Billy to come back and to, to be the villain, I think was perfect. I mean, you, you already have a base set up of a person you dislike, and then they bring him in to be the villain for next season. I, I think that was, that was pretty good writing. Um, and that's... Yeah. And, but also throughout the season two you get to see um, uh, why people are the way they are and sure. I, I think that's I think that was done well uh, I think it did take a while to, to figure out some of these things and to to kind of uh, see people in a different light even though these decisions they've made you may not agree with I'm a little tired of going back through people's memories to give them an excuse for behaving the way that they do. It's a trope that I'm kind of sick of. But I see what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think redemption is a big part of Stranger Things also. Um, yeah. Do I, I think just... everyone should be redeemed? No. Not at all. No. <laughs> right. Do I think some people should? Yes. But was I feeling it for Billy? Not really. Billy, uh... I would watch it again. Yeah, I I can see I can see the redemption for Billy. Um because you know that he was a crappy character in second season. He was he was a he was a bad guy. He was racist and all this other stuff. And but you have to understand that well, I'm sure you understand this, is that, you know, all of this the hate and racism and stuff isn't you know, it's taught. It's, it's you know, learned. It's yeah, learned. I agree. It's it's from people around you, and you right. shit people around them, and some people can handle it, and some people can't. You're right. You're mm, right. Fine. And and the thing with Hopper too, I think, yeah, he was a big jackass throughout. Ugh. But then you have to kind of you have to kind of look back and see why, or and then he finally gives his explanation at the end, and. I can't say, like, I can agree with all he was doing. I can't say, like, okay, you're, that's fine, you're fine now. But I can empathize with the guy, at least, and, and see why he acted the way he did this entire season. Okay. I can understand that, but I'm not saying it's okay. Right. I'm glad you said empathize, because yeah. maybe that's my problem. I can't. You can't empathize. Yeah. Because, um... But I can empathize with Joyce. Yeah, you can empathize, yeah. With regard to Hopper, that's my problem, really. Well, so, what, yeah. what part exactly? Or just Joyce clearly was not into him. Mm. I feel like we're spoiling too much of this. Okay. <laughs> I did not appreciate Hopper's tox- 
toxic masculinity. I can't even spit it out. Stupid Hopper. <laughs> I hated him in the first two episodes of the first season, and then all of a sudden I adored him for the rest of it, and I feel like they just ruined him and then ruined him. I don't I, spoil I, anymore. Yeah, I'm going to disagree okay. with, um, with the ruining part. I don't think they did. I think they gave him an, uh, an arc, you know, another arc for his character. Yeah. And it could have been all roses, and... We wouldn't be having this conversation at all. And That's true. The end. The end's impact would be different. And but anything. About, enough about too Stranger much. Things. We've said too much. Yeah, yeah. You know the people who fucking like Stranger Things have, have watched it, it yeah. already. They probably finished it before we did. Yeah. So yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, um, yeah, check it out. I don't. Yeah, care. definitely you, you, check it out. I want to watch it again. I, maybe I was being too hard on it, but I, I definitely liked the first two seasons more than this one. I liked the first season, then the third season, and the second season. I think the second season, uh, that episode six or seven where Eleven goes to join the X-Men, fucking hated that <laughs> Everybody episode. Everybody that episode. It, was, it totally took the gas out of the whole show, man. And I mean, they I just, don't do anything with that in uh, this just, season. Good. Yeah. Probably because people, people complained about it. it. Yeah, I didn't want to, I would, yeah. Second season was okay. Uh, bigger fan of the first season than oh the yeah seconds, first uh, season's season. perfect i have yeah. no changes yes yeah now um toy story 4 i know <laughs> I, i've talked about this movie uh, quite a few times now and how much i'm not gonna see it and blah 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 there's a fucking spork in it uh, so toy story 4 so i wanted to talk about it i haven't seen it either but i was talking to my dad yesterday and he told me something that i knew you would thoroughly enjoy and I wanted to tell you on the podcast, and I now I'm nervous that you already told me, but I don't think that you did. But I'm not surprised at all. Okay. So recently, the Spork Toys, you complained about the Spork Toys, like you uh -huh. just wait, they're going to put Spork Toys in Disney stores, they're going to cost $20, and people are actually going to pay for a Spork Toy that you could make for 25 cents. Right. So they got recalled. Yes! <laughs> yes! As a choking hazard, because the googly eyes were falling off. <laughs> So they recalled $20 these things cost. And they were literally sporks with pipe cleaners and googly eyes. That's it. See, that's how Disney's getting you people. They're <laughs> buying up everything, they're making shit toys, and now they're killing your fucking kids. <laughs> I guess nobody actually choked. But one mom complained that the googly eyes fell off of the $20 toy that I bought for my four-year-old that is a spork. And they got recalled. I would just take my kids to fucking McDonald's or or someplace that has plastic silverware. Oh my god, that's yeah. what I said. Like, no, I won't buy this for you, but I'll go home and make you one. Yeah, it'll be real easy, real <laughs> quick. Yeah. So I thought that you would enjoy that. Yes, I do enjoy that. My dad very much enjoyed it, too. He's also mad at the cash grab that is Toy Story 4. Fuck. And how stupid it is that there are spork toys that cost $20. You should have heard his rant. He would have loved it. Yeah, I, I, he couldn't I'm wait for me to tell you. <laughs> Thank God. I, listen up, everyone. They're just... They're, they're hanging you upside down right now. I'm shaking you. Because you know... You, have you seen what movie's coming out next, right? A Little Mermaid, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, that Lion King just came out. I Lion think. King, yeah. Or this weekend. I yeah, it's going to come out this weekend. Yeah. Then, what, The Little Mermaid? Well, they just cast Ariel. Uh-huh. Oh, so well, that's going to... Actually, what's happening before is Mulan. They're doing Mulan next. Oh, is that going to happen? Did they cast her already? They are. They already filmed it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. They're greenlighting all this shit. I've never seen Mulan. Neither have I. Never seen it. I, yeah. Because I quit giving a shit about fucking Disney movies a long time ago. I think, ago. yeah, that was the point where I was like, I'm too old for Disney movies before <laughs> Pixar came along. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fucking Mulan. I've never seen it. But I'm sure they're going to have to change a lot of shit in that movie. I, I know it. Some. Well, they're going to have to change a lot of shit in The Little Mermaid. <laughs> the Little Mermaid basically told me that if I want to get a man, I better keep my goddamn mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> little so, Alright. I just wanted to tell you that tidbit and like, memorialize it. On the Thank podcast you. for you. <laughs> Fucking Toy Story. Yes. <sighs> <laughs> Toy Story.
You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Our movie of the week is the 1991 Tony Scott film, The Last Boy Scouts, Mm -hmm. starring Bruce Willis, uh, Damon Wayans, we got um, Taylor Negron, who plays Milo, Uh, this guy, uh, (laughs) I always remember this guy from, um, uh, whatchamacallit, he always plays like a delivery man in in movies, Uh, Better Off Dead, uh, whatchamacallit, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. But he's, yeah, always like vaguely smarmy. Yeah, he, has yeah. A, he was in that movie uh, Nothing But Trouble with yeah. uh, Dan Aykroyd. He played. <laughs> Extremely smarmy in, yeah. it. in the best way. I, I think that's him. his best role is in yeah. that movie, actually. Nothing But Trouble. Nothing But Trouble. Yeah. <laughs> you got Danielle Harris, a very young Danielle Harris. I want to say post Halloween? Or pre Halloween. I'm not four and five. sure. She really is only 14 in this. Her mm. character is 14, and I looked it up, and Daniel Harris was only 14 when mm. she did this movie. Cool. So I maybe post. When would she have done Halloween? What year would have that been? You know, I think it. it I think it, this is post Halloween. Okay. Yeah, I want to say it is. Uh, Holly Berry, which you always forget is in this movie. I always forget until I see her. I'm like, oh yeah. We got Kim Coates. Yes, so Kim briefly, Coates. painfully <clears throat> briefly. Yeah. Like as soon as I see him, I start to miss him. <laughs> <laughs> and a cast of many more, which we will get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, Last Boy Scout is written by Shane Black, uh, Predator, uh, the Last Predator movie, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, tons of writing credits. Uh, big '90s writer, '80s '90s writer mm-hmm. of action films and everything. Iron Man three. I don't Man, think yeah, I ever knew that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I knew that. Um, and, you know, that one was disliked by a lot of people. I kind of liked it. Oh, I thought it was way better than 2. I thought it was yeah, good. Yeah, it was better than 2. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked think it. They're, I think they were just pissed off because of the Mandarin. wasn't really the Mandarin. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. Whatever. No, I thought that was, I mean, from who they cast to play him, I was very relieved to find out right. that he wasn't. <clears throat> and Tony Scott, I'm a big fan of Tony Scott's. Uh, I love True Romance, as yes. do you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Enemy of the State's fucking great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Crimson a, Tide. So many yeah. great films. Uh, Man on Fire, I believe he did. Yes, It was a good did. Denzel movie. Mm-hmm. I like that one a lot. Uh, unfortunately, I, I believe he was diagnosed with cancer, I want to say, and then he offed himself. He committed suicide, yeah. I know that. Yeah, yeah he was very like, sad. This. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, I... Rather than dying from some disease, I'd rather go out my way, so... Yeah, okay. That's I hope you understand that. <laughs> that I'm not going to open it. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> All right, so let's lighten it up a little All right. bit. Talk yeah, about let's talk about Last Boy Scout. Boy Scout. <laughs> Fucking hilarious movie. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, synopsis, uh, a private detective's protected female witness is murdered, prompting him and the victim's boyfriend to investigate the crime that leads to a corrupt politician and a crooked football team owner. Mm-hmm. Bruce Willis is our, uh, he used to be a Secret Service agent until he was fired for knocking out a senator because the senator was uh, beating a woman. Uh, torturing, his, yeah. Torturing a woman. Up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he's a... Uh, a real Boy Scout, so he doesn't put up with that shit. Mm-hmm. Even though it's uh, someone he's protecting, he still, you know, sees the wrong in things and tries to correct them. Well, he didn't just stop him; he broke his nose and knocked yeah, his teeth knocks out. Knocked a few teeth, teeth out. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of like an ongoing theme between our two main characters: uh, Bruce Willis, who's a private detective, and Damon Wayans, who is a disgraced uh, former MVP MVP football player. Um, even though these characters are, are, I mean, not not looked upon as great people, they end up, they do end up doing the right thing and yeah. being a Boy Scout and doing what's right in the end. Even though they do have flaws, and but down down and out, they're 
they're good guys. They're not fucking evil. Agreed. This is an instance where both the main characters are flawed, but I am forgiving mm-hmm. of them. Yes. Um, this is probably my favorite Bruce Willis role. Wow. Yes. Wow, that's is. saying a lot. It is, and, and he's not very likable in this movie. No. Uh, not a lot of people are very likable in no. this movie. He <laughs> grows on you. He, he does because like he's weed. funny. Yeah, he's fucking hilarious <laughs> in this movie. Which I got to give it to Shane Black. Yeah. But what I've also read through today, as I was researching this movie a bit more, is that not a lot of people on set got along. Like Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans really didn't go along in this film. Uh, Joel Silver, uh, Tony Scott, and Shane Black were at odds with each other constantly about how the script was going or what was filmed next or if something went wrong or not. So, um, and Tony Scott, from what I read also, is that uh, this movie like was almost unwatchable at one point because they just couldn't figure out how to edit this film because oh. Tony Scott shot so much footage for this film that it was nearly impossible to finally get a coherent story out of it. Okay. But I think they did a really good job, though. Yeah, I agree. 15 different editors they had for this movie. (laughs) I did not know that. That is a lot of big egos in one room. I can see how they would not get along with each other. Yeah, absolutely. And you got Bruce Willis on a high right now, even though Hudson Hawk just came out, was a piece of shit. I like that movie, but a lot of people didn't like that movie. He took a risk. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. he took a risk. Uh, So, yeah, he's riding high on that. And unfortunately, this movie didn't recoup its budget even. It was uh, like 10 mil below even recouping its production costs. Did you see it in the theater? No, I didn't. It took me a while to actually finally see this movie. And I believe I watched it maybe on HBO. Me too. And the reason is, is that my mom didn't want me to watch this movie because there was a lot of bad language in it. And there is a lot of bad language in this movie. Yesterday, (laughs) out of nowhere, you said, there is a lot of swearing in this movie. There is! You've been possessed by a (laughs) 90-year-old grandmother? Who are you right now? (laughs) Just out of the blue. Okay. Yeah, well, I was like... Context. It's very important. Yeah, there we go. I was like, yeah, there's a lot of fucking swearing in this movie. (laughs) So your mom didn't want you to watch it. Yeah, for some reason, I finally watched it. I was like, oh, this movie's pretty cool, man. Didn't watch it for a few more years, and I watched it again. I was like, wow, this movie's really fucking good. This is a good action it's movie. It's a pretty good action movie, it yeah. It is. Um, I think it should have done better at the box office, but oh well. Um, some of my favorite parts in this movie are, are uh, just Bruce Willis being a dick to other people, you know, because after a while throughout the movie, people kind of just stand around and, and listen to him tell jokes and stuff that are <laughs> aimed at them. Yeah. <laughs> just he gets to, to roast most yeah. of the characters. <laughs> And I love roasting people, personally, so after watching him on screen do this, it's just like, oh, well, okay. (laughs) (laughs) The the interaction, are you going to do the interaction with the guy who tries to kill him first? Oh, yeah. Uh, How do you know it was my wife? She told me to look for a big, dumb, pimp-looking motherfucker in a hat. In a hat. He's like, oh, when he say something, like, luckily I didn't shoot you. He's like, well, after fucking your wife, I'm sure you shoot me twice well, or something. Shoot me twice. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's so, a funny interaction. It is. There's a, a lot of great interactions between Bruce Willis and the bad guys in this movie. Another one is when he is captured like halfway through the movie and he's brought to the NFL uh, homeowner's uh, like mansion. Uh, and, that, and the NFL co-owner is played by... Um, Shit, what's his name? Noble Willingham. Where I remember seeing him from like City Slickers. He's the one who gives the job to the City Slickers to go out and get the cattle. And oh, bring them back. absolutely. Yeah, it's really jarring to see him as like this really bad villain. Right, and he's played bad villains before, and we've actually reviewed a movie where he's another villain just like this. Can you name that movie? No, remind me. Blind Fury. Yes. <laughs> I like Annabelle more than Blind Fury, too. Uh, you're off the show. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. I totally forgot. Because, yeah, I always remember him as this jovial dude ranch owner. Right, and then he's, yeah, he's a bad guy in a few movies. Um, so they're in the, his mansion, and he was collected by a couple goons. One of them is, his name is Frank Collison. He's a real weird-looking dude, and he was in the the remake of The Blob, he's the the projectionist in that movie. 
and the other guy he's working with is Kim Coates, who everyone knows now from Sons of Anarchy, but I kind of I took a liking to him probably in the mid two thousands because he was just popping up in tons of different movies as a side character. Tons. I should have written down all his credits. I bet oh, there are hundreds. Oh, oh, Battlefield Earth. Yeah. You got Waterworld. Uh, and this movie, and this just tons and tons of other movies. He would just pop up in. You'd be like, oh, it's that guy. Uh, Innocent Blood's another one he's in. Yeah, 138 so, credits. Yeah, <laughs> so he gets work, man. And now he's yeah, he's a lot more well known. So I'm a big Kim Coates fan. Yeah. Um, and there's this interaction between him and Bruce Willis in this movie where Bruce Willis asks him for a cigarette and a light, and when Kim Co- when Bruce Willis is about to take a drag off the cigarette and light it, Kim Coates punches him in the face. And, <laughs> and says. <laughs> Oh, he doesn't say it at first, but he starts to laugh. Oh, okay. And then, so Bruce Willis, somewhat unfazed by this punch. It's, well, it's, he goes, oh, I believe I've dropped my cigarette. I believe I've dropped my cigarette. <laughs> yeah. May I have another one? <laughs> then, it's so funny. And then the two guys look at each other like, all right, all right, let's see what we got here. <laughs> and then King Cole's like, all right, all right, I can do that. He gives him a cigarette, and Bruce Willis asks for a light again. But right before he lights the cigarette, he says... Touch me again, I'll kill you. <laughs> and of course, the same thing happens. Kim Coates punches him again in the face and goes, "Boomba!" <laughs> Which you quote way more than anyone would expect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, Bruce Willis kills him with a good old uh, palm to the to the nose, inside the brain kill kind yeah. of move. And then he kills Kim Coates and he's not in the movie anymore. Dead immediately. Yeah, so we got like two scenes and eight lines. <laughs> I missed him so much when he was gone. <laughs> but I think these interactions really make the movie for me along yeah. with the action and Tony Scott's directing and, and the film work of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's slow, funny parts. There's uh, some pretty cool character development. You have a good buddy cop movie, kind of, where they're not even really cops. They're just buddies <laughs> trying to figure out... They're not even really buddies. <laughs> no, no, no. Not even, like... Because I, I read also that they fucking hated each other while they were filming this yeah, movie. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I can see that. That's two big egos in one room. And Bruce Willis was pretty big. Right. And uh, Damon Wayans was no slouch either no, by then, right? No, yeah. he was. He was starting to... He had In Living Color out there, and mm-hmm. I believe... This might have been right around the time he left in Living Color because he was only on for the first couple seasons. Mm-hmm. Then he left, and then um, yeah, he started a, a lot of his own films like Mo Money. He was doing Blank Man was another one. He did um, uh, I'm gonna get you sucker. But I believe he was still that. I'm gonna get you sucker was before yeah, uh, before he was in Living big, Color, yeah, because that's what kind of launched everyone into in Living Color because mm-hmm. uh, it was Keenan Ivory Wayne's. Uh, uh, satire and Shaft and black exploitation movies, mm-hmm. and then they got the the Fox deal to make in Living Color and invited all of his fa- fucking family members on the show. <laughs> and all 50 all of them. them. <laughs> yeah, so I guess it doesn't surprise me. Well, and especially to hear what Kevin Smith has to say about Bruce Willis. Yeah, it never surprises me anymore when Bruce right. Willis doesn't get along with somebody. Yeah, I'm sure that he has a vision of the way he wants his movies to be. I'm sure that's a strong vision. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice way I'll say it. <laughs> um, there are no big, huge, real big, huge uh, action set pieces. There's no like huge car chase. These are like small instances that happen throughout the movie that lead to like an explosion or something, or, or someone getting kidnapped or taken or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a, a huge action extravaganza. It's like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang in a way where you have, you know, you uh, you have one little piece of action, you kind of slow down, you, your characters talk about kind of what happened and where they're going to go from there, then you have another one, and so on and so forth. We meet new characters and everything, so I like that. I like how they're yeah. doing that. And it's not just three big set pieces with dialogue peppered in between those. This is nice, and, and it keeps you in the movie a lot longer, I, I believe. Yeah. I think Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is a better movie, which is unfortunate because like nobody, nobody saw, saw that movie, movie at all. It bombed, <laughs> yeah, it did. and I think that movie's woefully underrated. It's so good, right? But but yeah, I see what you mean. This too, yeah. Uh, we also have um, Chelsea Ross. It's a guy I remember seeing from tons of other films too. He plays the senator. Yeah, I, I remember him 
mostly from Major League playing Harris, the pitcher. Right. Uh, so seeing him in anything from there, I'm always equating that to, <laughs> to whatever role he's going to be in next. Like, he was in Drag Me to Hell, and I was like, oh, <laughs> this is going to be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he just looks evil. <laughs> um, Chelsea Ross, that's his name, not Chelsea Field. Chelsea Field is actually Bruce Willis's wife in this movie. No, I think you said Chelsea Ross. Did I see Chelsea Ross? Well, there's Chelsea did. Field And Chelsea also. Field, yeah. She, um... She was uh, Tila in Masters of the Universe. Mm-hmm. She was in Commando. She's one of the flight attendants, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's dead tired. Um, <laughs> in Death Spa, she's in. I remember her from Death Spa. Yeah, because when we watched that movie, it was really bugging me. Yeah, I like, knew her. Is she? Yeah. No, yeah Death. She plays yeah um, Bruce Willis's wife in this movie. Uh, she's fucking his partner in the beginning. And this is a really funny scene, really cool scene I like, in how... Uh, uh, Bruce Willis comes home before he's supposed to, and he senses that someone else has been there or is there, and that his wife's cheating on him, and he finds his partner in the closet. <laughs> but he's calm throughout like this yeah. whole movie. He never gets like into a big rage at all, because he's just so unhappy in his fucking life in this movie. Yeah. He hates his life. And so does Damon Wayans, too. The only thing that's keeping him going is his girlfriend, Corey, which is played by Holly Berry. And then she gets murdered, and Bruce Willis is supposed to be watching over, but unfortunately the guy with the big pimp dude in the hat knocks him out and, and takes him away, and then Corey gets killed. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're both very troubled. I mean, right. so Jimmy Damon Wayans is addicted to drugs because yeah. he couldn't stand the pain of football. I hate football, you guys. <laughs> Perfect example of why I hate it as a sport and as an American pastime. Um, yeah, both very damaged. You're right. Halle Berry was kind of the only thing keeping him going, and he right. cheats on her all the time. Right, exactly. Yeah. And does drugs. <laughs> yeah, so they're both miserable. The, it seems like Bruce Willis is largely absent from his marriage, which is why right. she strays. Right. Yeah. And I think there was some factors that, that led to him there. Um, I think it was because when he got fired for as a Secret Service agent, I'm sure that's one thing, and then... We learn later on in the movie from uh, Bruce Willis's kid in the movie, Daniel Harris, that uh, Bruce Willis used to love watching uh, Jimmy play football. Jimmy Nicks play mm-hmm. football. He used to talk about him all the time. And then once he got caught up for all that shit, he stopped watching football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which happens way after they meet. Yes. Because they bicker all the time, and he never admits that he... I mean, he kind of admits that he knows who he is, but yes. never that he loved him as a football player. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, <clears throat> that whole exchange in the the strip club too is pretty cool. And just how how uh, Bruce mm-hmm. Willis's character Joe just oh, all these one liners just keep going off. Yeah, with like it's so quick. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, I feel like we didn't. Should we pick up where we left off? We're not really walking through it anymore. No, no. <laughs> I don't think we really need to walk through the movie all that much, other than just to say like, if you haven't seen this one yet, or um, this great 90s movie and if you want to go back and, and check out some of these awesome action 90, 90s movies check this one out I, I this is one of the good ones there's a lot of shitty ones though and yes. I think this one got kind of buried a little bit yeah. it has a weird name The Last Boy Scout like uh, I guess does that really make sense <laughs> yeah no, it does, but, but when, yeah I believe though I read too that the original name of this movie was Die Hard shut up yeah how? It's uh, like three years after Die Hard. Yeah, well, this script was written. Uh, I see. And then Joel Silver was like, Yo, can I use the name of this for this other Bruce Willis movie? And then, like, okay. Then they changed it to Last Boy Scout. Last Boy Scout makes more sense. I don't know yes. if, like, I, Die Hard is so ingrained in me that I can't picture anything <laughs> else being called Die Hard, but yeah. Last Boy Scout. I mean, they reference Boy Scoutism more than once. Now let's talk about some other cameos in this movie because people are just coming out of the woodwork. Yeah. What are your favorites? Let's go. <laughs> okay. You've been obsessing about this for the last All day. 24 hours. Yeah. So. <laughs> so who else is in this movie? It's not a cameo. It's probably one of his first movies. He is like... All, all right. It's Morris Chestnut. When I put the sheet together, I saw that Morris Chestnut was billed as... Uh, oh, crap. Uh, 
Tall locker boy. room, locker room <laughs> kid. Locker room, room kid is how he was built, and I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> so we watched the movie on our sixty-inch TV, and I never saw him, and I was actively looking for him. So today, I downloaded it to my phone, and I skipped through it again to see if I could find him. And I was like, you know what? I think there's really only lock- one locker room scene, and it's the very beginning. It's right. at like the three-minute mark. He comes in and he tells. A football player that he's got a phone call and it's a blink and you'll miss it like at first he's far away you can't really see him and then there's a one second shot of his face and you have to pause it fast or you'll totally miss him but there was no I was like I have to be absolutely sure <laughs> I cannot get this wrong I know my Morris Chestnut and yeah and it was definitely him yeah, and he him. maybe got well I said he probably got a sad card because he had like two lines in this movie, and you were said, yeah. "We'll we'll talk about it on the podcast." So, what did you want to say? Um, oh, shit, what was I going to say about it? <laughs> I totally forgot. I think he probably got a sad card to Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood was before. Uh, no, I believe Boys in the Hood was afterwards. So, um, I th- oh, what I was oh, going to say same year. What I was going to say though is that um, I did mention earlier is that there was a lot of footage for this film and they cut a lot down there's so much so oh. i think maybe his part could have gotten cut a bit maybe you know could have had there could have been more in there he could have had a, a conversation with billy blanks is in this movie yep. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. a he's a football player in the beginning um if you don't know who billy blanks is he's the guy who did typo yep um he did some other like uh straight to video action movies too but mostly Taibo is what he's known for. And I remember that because we did Taibo in my gym class in high school. Are you kidding me? No, man. That <laughs> shit was tough. Like, well, like the, sure the intermediate one was was getting pretty hard, pretty hard you know? I, I, the easy one wasn't too bad. But then he started picking up, and I was like, fuck, this is tough, man. Okay. <laughs> like, no, I'm sure it is. <laughs> hey, don't laugh at my Taibo. I'm not laughing at you. Oh, I'm laughing at your gym class. <laughs> We had to do square dancing, so who am I to judge? So did we. <laughs> and that was the worst ever. Oh, I hated square awful. dancing. So did I. I had to touch a bunch of people I didn't want to touch. Ugh, uh, terrible. Eddie Griffin was in this movie for... He's a DJ at the strip club. Yeah, blink and you'll miss him. <laughs> yeah, he's there. Um, and that's really about it with the people in this film. Um, there are 27 kills in this film. I thought there were more. I thought there were less. A lot. Yeah, that was okay. a good amount. Uh, two breasts. Mm-hmm. I'm not counting the pair that was in the hot tub because I didn't see any nipple when she got out. No, you no, you don't see them, huh? No, yeah, you see them. You see side boob and and under boob, but no full yeah. boob. Mm-hmm. So only two, and that was in the strip club. And that was it. Was it really just that one, or did we see another stripper? Yeah, we saw another stripper, but she was wearing pasties. I see. That was Holly Berry. Withdraw. Yes. Well, no, we didn't see hers. Yes. I mean, we've seen hers now. Swordfish, right. And Monsters uh, Ball. Monsters Ball. Yeah. Well, for Swordfish, she got paid like a couple million dollars just for that scene alone, I believe. Good for her. Show your boobs to Hugh Jackman. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, what's your favorite part of this movie? Um, my favorite part of the movie is probably when they're all in the woods and they're about to frame Bruce Willis and then Danielle Harris comes out of the woods like they didn't know where she was and she's got this puppet mm-hmm. in her hands and she keeps telling Bruce Willis, can you make it talk? Make it talk. <laughs> and then he takes the puppet and he makes it talk and he actually doesn't give any indication of what's happening. You're just right, like, yeah. what's going on? And I, the first time I saw it, I was surprised. And now I'm just like, how did I not know? Yeah. And then he pulls the gun out. Yeah. That's my favorite part, probably. Okay. You? I, uh, it is the, the pimp hat. part <laughs> is my favorite. It's pretty funny. <laughs> and I just kind of like the whole beginning of this movie. With the uh, Friday nights, a good night for football yeah, song. Yeah, you playing. get that song stuck I in I do. Your head. <laughs> and I get it stuck in my head about every year once football comes out. <laughs> and the reason why is because... It starts out on the screen of a TV screen, for the most part, showing this guy singing an opening to a football song, just like Hank Williams used to. Hank Williams yeah. Jr., I believe. 
used to open up Monday Night Football, you know, and it was just like that. And this, um, fuck, what's his name? He's from the Righteous Brothers. Is, I don't even know. I, I was like, is that Bruce Springsteen? That's no. how little I know the. Oh, jeez. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> you know what Bruce Springsteen looks like, though. No, I guess I don't. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, he was, uh, he was a member of the Righteous Brothers, one of the Righteous Brothers okay. who did the song. And it's, it's like a, a somewhat of a parody of the Monday Night Football song. And it's not a very good song at all, but I just like how it it really kind of gets you into this movie, like you're watching TV, a football game going on, yeah. and then it becomes the movie. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate that opening, uh, all '90s and shit, and some how they film that, and how he's how he's on stage singing the song and everything, and there's dancers and, and whatnot, and it's it's very much like are you are you ready for some football? Yes, so. it definitely. <laughs> is. So those are my two favorite scenes of the movie. Oh, I, I wanted to ask you. Well, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. So the opening of the movie is also Morris Chestnut comes in and tells Billy that he's got a phone call. Billy answers the phone call. He is being blackmailed. Right. Um, so then he scores a touchdown, and at first he said, is, is this going to count? <laughs> he scores a touchdown, and he pulls out a gun, and he goes, ain't life a bitch, and, and shoots, shoots himself, himself in the head. Right, after he, he blasted, like, like, three other players on his way to the end zone yeah. to score the touchdown. And I was like, well, I mean, I don't think there's anything in a rule book about shooting people on Yeah, the no, I and, think it counts. I just yeah. said, would, do you think that would be considered like, <laughs> You said, no, unsportsmanlike <laughs> conduct. <laughs> It would, I do think it would would fall under that unsportsmanlike conduct. I just wanted to, it's a good, I really, what I really wanted to say was that it's a pretty good opener to Mm -hmm. like an action movie. Yeah, it is. It's very surprising. What the hell just happened? Yes, yes. Anything else to add for the last Boy Scout? No, I'm a little sad we didn't really walk through it. No. I just kind of shot the shit about it. Yeah, you know, that's what I think I want to kind of do from now on with some movies because we really don't need to go through a lot of them some yes are are better to go through and then some I just kind of just like to shoot the shit about because basically it's just an action movie it's a it's it's a good one Uh, you you get an unlikely pair uh, of protagonists put into a, a fucked situation and then trying to deal with each other during this situation along with their loved ones too mm-hmm. um so yeah, I, I guess we really don't have to go through too much other than just cherry pick some of the good parts of the movie and give a general synopsis of what it's about. I think it, I think we have a lot more fun with that actually than yeah. going through the movie and me trying to remember what happens next and me writing all that shit down constantly. See, I like that you do that. <laughs> I can just be like, oh yeah, I remember. Oh yeah, that, that part. <laughs> yes, I remember. You just cherry pick off me. Thanks. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you need your own voice now, sucker. <laughs> All right, well, that about does it for us this week. We're going to take next week off. I'm kind of spacing things out a little bit so I can get our 100th episode by the end of the year, mm-hmm. right at the end of the year. Um, so I will. we will see you in about two weeks, mid-late July-ish, yeah. with another film. It will be Jessalyn's Movie of the Week. Oh, crap. And you already picked it. We already know what it is, so... I did pick it. You just don't remember what I it is. I don't remember, but I will. Okay. I'll remember what it is. Do you want me to tell you what no. it is? No. Okay, good. I'm going to remember. All right, perfect. Okay. Great. <laughs> it's Scarface. <laughs> 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 All, right. Oh. All right, thank you, everyone, and we will see you in a few weeks. Thanks for listening.